0: Ooh, sexy nerds of the Nerd Imperium. Welcome to this week's episode of the Currently Nerdy Podcast. We are your inner conclave of nerds. My name is Diz and I'm your pop culture and sports nerd. Ali? I am all your classic nerd. And I'm the ever comic book nerd. Yeah, what's up, bitches? Y'all ready for this? Y'all ready for some news? I have some news to drop for you guys. What's the news? Motherfucking episode 300. It is our 300 episode. This Ooh. is Sparta. Who would have known we would have made it this far? You know,
1: I wouldn't. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, ten episodes.
0: <laughs> well, one of us lasted only ten episodes. Yeah, I was right about that. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, we had a, accurate. We had a we, we we mentioned our old fourth member sometimes. Yeah, but uh, yeah. The empty was, chair yeah. as a uh, church as uh, a not church. I almost called him church. <laughs> <laughs> Clint just, Eastwood.
1: Yeah, as Clint Eastwood would like to say, yeah, they're old and white. Same thing. Yeah. yeah
0: right. I don't know, man. It's been a it's been a fun 300 episodes. Remember our first episode? I do remember our first episode. Much
1: to my do what it was deep Chagrin, Kim Jong Un and and donkey
0: punches. I yes. Oh my god. Wait, do you remember what a donkey punch was? No, I don't. <laughs> I don't. I'm proud
1: to say I don't. My brain purged that disgustingness, dude. We used to
0: do an urban sex term we were, of the week.
1: We should be clear. We were far more vulgar back then.
0: Oh, it was bad. It was really bad. It was very bad. I would spend like 20 minutes before the podcast just cussing just speaking in profanity that was in order to get
1: yourself into
0: yeah character right yeah. and it's like it's weird because like now i'm just more myself right and i feel like i'm doing better now than <laughs> well, i think <laughs> i think that it
1: took us a moment to get our sea legs to uh. figure out who we were as a podcast. I mean, we were very vulgar early on, we also did a lot of research. We did a lot of, we did a we put did. in a lot of work into it. And eventually, I think it paid off. We eventually kind of figured out who we were and who currently nerdy was or what currently nerdy was. Well,
0: yeah, I remember our was it the or Superman Origins? Yep. Superman Origins cuz we used to record on Saturdays, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For we at that time, we all had much less busier lives and uh, we were we we're all closer to twenty at that time. We're <laughs> just gonna leave it there. <laughs> yeah, we're all closer to twenty. I'm just at gonna time. Leave it there. Um so we'd come out on a Saturday at noon, right? Mm-hmm. Show up at noon. We'd be here till like six, seven o'clock mm-hmm. every Saturday because we would spend the first few hours basically going through stuff. We'd spend the whole week kinda like, all right, this is what we're gonna talk about. Mm-hmm. This is diz. You're gonna do the T V aspect mustafa you're gonna do movies v you're gonna do comics uh, ali i'm i'm gonna do history right mm-hmm. so that's how we started it and it was just breakdown so ali would do the, the history breakdown v would do the comic book history breakdown mustafa would do the movie i was a tv mm-hmm. we had two pop culture people
1: mm-hmm. right? we divided pop culture between two people
0: because we said it was a big fucking thing yeah. right so then once he left then i ended up having to do all just pop culture um not that he did a lot. He just researched it because he didn't know shit about pop culture until we made him research. <laughs> he didn't. Mustafa, he for, for when it comes to like economics and like business and yeah, stuff, yeah. great. Really smart. Got a great mind for that. Anything else? He's a fucking doofus. <laughs>
1: but he, he was a uniquely gifted yeah. in that he would bring up questions that only he could think
0: of remember, on the spot. Remember what he would introduce himself as? No. The co- uncommon common man or whatever? Oh God. <laughs> Yeah, I am the uncommon common man. <laughs> oh god, oh, god. Uh, dude, we had super long intros at that time.
1: We did, and then someone very kindly gave us advice. Yeah, and said, Ar- Arthur Walker, rest in peace. Said, slow your rolls, <laughs> shorten that shit. No one wants to listen to five minutes or ten minutes of intro.
0: Yeah, your accolades. We also had a shitty song of the week. We did. Uh, we did that for like twenty-five, thirty episodes. Yeah, no longer than that. I feel like really. Was it the first year maybe we had just... Because we had...
2: I feel like we actually did it for like... Because we had like our shitty song of the year. We did that for, I think, twice. Oh, shit. I think we did that twice. Shitty did song did it of the two year.
0: Years.
1: I think we did do shitty song two years. But I think w- we did do it for a whole year, I know.
2: Oh, shit. Because we had it because it was, the, uh, it was the, the Slim Thug song or whatever it is. The Oh, ri-
0: yeah. Uh, lifestyle. Slim or was yeah. it? Yeah. It was, um, What's his name? Yeah, it's not Slim Thug, it's like Rich Thug. Or it doesn't
2: matter. Rich like, Homie Kwan was on there and like whatever else, yeah.
0: Young Thug. Young Thug. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know, yeah, yeah I, that one. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it's like, that was our shitty song of the year one. Yeah, that was our shitty song of the year. We've changed. Do you, remember our, <laughs> suffice to say. do you remember our first shitty song of the day? Yeah, it was uh, uh, William Hung. Yeah, She Bangs, She oh Bangs. But yeah. then,
2: the, you know what was even funny about that, though, was we had to like... We didn't know how to. We didn't know how to uh, superimpose like the music onto the track. So it was playing off of Mustafa's laptop, and we like recorded it on the microphone. Oh, yeah, that was the first one. It's the first one, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and then we realized how to do it. Yeah. Back then, we also had. Headset mics. Yeah, we had headset mics. We had headset
1: mics, not our, our Yeti mics. know
2: yeah, we looked like a bunch of telemarketers it was, in a circle.
1: It was an interesting experience, certainly. Wow. And we've changed, and we've grown from then. Now we have our own intros and outros, but back then, that's yeah. just what it was. Um, But regrets?
0: Um, Those are years of your life you're never getting back? No, honestly, I, I wish... Here, if I, could, if I could go back, I wouldn't be as vulgar, right? Yeah. I think... I try to overdo it, thinking... I, I did the, the, the Bob Saget approach to comedy, yeah. right? The bo- like, whereas I just shot out yeah. profanities and stuff. But I also think that Currently Nerdy,
1: as it originally started out, was influenced heavily by the kind of shock jock. Approach. and We were trying to shock, mm-hmm. and we realized that was a really stupid approach. That that sensationalism wasn't where we were at. That we were much better at substance and analysis
0: and conversation. Yeah. Heaven forbid that we're actually decent people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we didn't like, want to do that shit. Look, what you hear from us now is our true personality. It's just right? us. Yeah. So it's like every time I say something stupid, it's because I'm actually stupid. and <laughs> It's not because like I'm trying to be stupid, right? That, but like back then I was willfully dumb, right? I I remember one episode, it was the Boston bombing episode. So this was early on. Oh yeah, it was conspiracy nut dude. Yeah. Yeah. I am not a conspiracy theorist by yeah, any yeah. means, right? But I was like, fuck it. I'm gonna go into becoming a conspiracy theorist. The box the Boston bombing was a hoax. <laughs> it never happened. Oh, <laughs> I claimed I claimed 9-11 was that. a hoax. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: Maybe was, we shouldn't admit
0: to some of these.
2: Yeah. <laughs> hey, you know, honestly though, like I don't blame you. I mean, look at how much fucking money what's his face makes. The guy who always takes his shirt. Yeah, him. Uh, at- uh,
1: Frogman. We, we were we were too scrupulous as, as people. We were too honest, I think, to keep
0: that up. Yeah. It just and it felt weird. It, it felt weird.
1: weird. What we did, we found our we found our voice, and now here we are, three hundred episodes later.
0: I'm not drunk on air again. No. But, our,
1: do we think we're gonna? We have three hundred more episodes than us. I mean, or this is it. it this is it goodbye this is it. series finale series finale sorry yeah. to spring it on you
0: I mean I hope you like this like the seven minutes that we've been talking because that's it we're that's done that's it we're done we're, yeah. done. we're not even mean, giving
1: you a full episode we're gonna do
2: a spin-off me and Diz gonna do a spin-off <laughs> <laughs> episode we're, we're roommates yeah. <laughs> 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 yeah we moved to New York yeah <laughs> <laughs> V and Diz in New York City that
1: sounds so tragic uh,
2: oh man yeah <laughs> well, not any more than my life is already <laughs> so
0: you know like dude we've like We've changed physically, personally, yeah, personally yeah. and physically. So I'm about 40 pounds heavier. than <laughs> I don't think you're 40 pounds heavier. Surprisingly, I'm a, I'm at least 35 pounds heavier. But yeah, man. Really? I, that sound I don't like show it. Like I was yeah. 150 pounds when we started recording. I'm 180. No, you're not 85.
1: 185 pounds. Bro, I'm, yeah, I'm
0: 185 pounds now. Where? I don't know, man. I I, I wear it well. I then. wear it well, but you're I'm 185 well. pounds. Um, Surprised actually by that. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> I went to the doctor. You don't look hundred. I was there. eighty-eight kilograms when I went to the doctor the other day. Damn I met you it, you with is... that
1: metric system too. What, what is it? What the British? What's a stone? A
0: stone, stone? How many stone is like thirteen you? pounds. How many stones are you?
2: Is it like th- a stone is thirteen
0: know. to fifteen something, something like right that? Right. Yeah, like you should know. You have a family in England. How much I did I you don't get... have a family? In <laughs> 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 we've discovered going through the podcast. We've discovered yeah. Ali has a family in England. Somewhere
2: somewhere in those three hundred episodes, at least somehow magically got. A family in England somehow like,
0: his racially ambiguous wife
1: uh, this is, is slander is what it is you're ruining my romantic chances here what if what if a fan is listening and they're deeply in love and they were hoping to reach out but now they found out I'm married and so they'll stop them wait that's it I Ali,
2: that's that's you. You've already talked about the nature of celebrity and the issues that it provides presents. itself. I
1: have hit a, me up.
0: Slide <laughs> in my DMs. I have an answer for your problem. What is that? Polygamy is allowed oh, in Jesus
1: your religion. <laughs> You're saying your religion? <laughs> it's really
0: offensive is what it is. You so could be polyamorous. Um, oh shit! Uh, uh, I changed term. too. <laughs>
1: you got I've, married. I I didn't get married, <laughs> oh, but. I lost all my hair That's true Originally when we first started I had hair We made you shave it And then as a punitive Like if we get a thousand likes Or some shit like that Mm -hmm. I'll shave my head It turned out That I actually ended up Really liking it And I've shaved my head ever since Yeah I waxed my chest You waxed your chest
0: We dressed V up as a Arab?
1: Yeah, we used to send you on ethnographies or social experiments or some shit, which is a really douchey thing now. It's like horrible. When you say social experiment, that's like the YouTube douchey thing to do. Okay. But we also, I mean, we've changed dramatically in terms of our our lives. And we're still recording in the same place. That hasn't changed. Yeah, But you went from donut shop to electronics store to cell phone company. Yeah. I was just starting my PhD at UCI. And you're almost done with it now. Now I'm I'm done with it now. Oh, shit. (laughs) I mean, I wasn't. I wasn't just, just starting. Yeah, I was already at UCLA, but I transferred to UCI, mm-hmm. and I was still doing coursework. Uh, v Fuck. V went from. I went
2: from seventy k a year to thirty five k a year, which is amazing. What The hell, uh, yeah, like, which is really great in terms of my finances. <laughs> he went- uh, it's been marvelous. <laughs> So, while you and I have
0: progressed up the yeah, ladder. Yeah, I know. Yeah. Uh,
2: if anyone wants to donate their shoes, they can send it
0: to me. We're, have... are, we're in better tax brackets now when we, than we were when we started. Yeah. yeah. visa, visa, yeah. the worst tax bracket. Yeah. I
2: decided I didn't want to be a sellout anymore, so I decided to be poor. Yeah.
1: He has Wix coupons. That's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what do
0: they call Wix. Value pack. They call it Value Back, that? Yeah. No, the I, Wicks, use my, the, I use my EBT card. No no no, 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 no. EBT
1: is different. Wick is for like mothers. That's why I said it. It was a, it was a <laughs> oh, I don't so know. So called him a woman, too. It was like a joke. Oh, That's that he was. He was. It was like <laughs> a gender joke yeah. and a poor joke. <laughs> you Plus. know, it's. It's, it's, it's actually, called Wick, right? I have
2: no idea. I've never Someone heard of it before.
1: Woman, look it up for me. I think it's Wick. You know, it's actually
2: really funny because, you know, I, me, my dad, and my brother, we all live together. We own a house, right? So, like, one day, like a box, like, it was literally probably about. I'd say about 150 bags of Cheetos. What the fuck showed up in a box from Wait, like Frito-Lay that's like. You, wasn't it? And then there's like a giant box of like spaghetti and you. a bunch of like free like a bunch of like uh, sealed bags of like beef stew. That's you. Right? and uh, did I you asked you go in the, a shopping spree because no, I went and looked around well, where the hell did all this stuff come from I thought that my brother my brother had like bought this stuff for his lightsaber academy mm-hmm. for like an event yeah. turns out my dad signed up for a fucking food bank <laughs> <You> know, like, <laughs> like, right. like, we've never not had food in this house what the hell do we need a food bank for mm-hmm. and it's a bunch of shit that no one really so eats he's like, yeah, what the hell why not yeah so now there's like literally bag, there's 150 bags of Cheetos hot Cheetos or regular? they're like regular Cheetos puffs uh. like there's just a box of them in my kitchen have right now. Have you had
1: Cheetos recently?
2: No. I, I, had, don't, I
1: had one of the puffs. They don't. They don't stand up to the childhood memory, do they? No. 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 no as a kid, I like, loved, you, you love yeah. that
0: shit, but like now you eat, you are like, how did I ever eat this? Bro, I used to devour hot Cheetos as a kid. Now I'll have like three, and it's like, oh, it's burning a hole in my stomach. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: there is an actual
2: anthropological study on that, actually, about hot Cheetos. It was someone who wrote this was years ago now, but like they wrote about it was called the Red Red Finger. Mm-hmm. Syndrome is what they called it. But it was like the... Because uh, the Hispanic communities were eating the hot Cheetos and they were eating them every single day on their way home from school. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the kids in those communities were having intestinal issues. Jeez. And they had a whole study about it because it was the hot Cheetos and that whole thing, that whole trend of that stuff. So, yeah,
0: Here's the thing, right? We had hot Cheetos here in California growing up. But when I moved to Virginia, like when I was seven, they didn't have hot Cheetos there until I was in high school. Was, oh, really? It was a West Coast thing. Yeah, hot oh, Cheetos really? came out relatively... Like later, like we had hot fries. That was the. Those country. never got popular around here. No, they were the here, but they never got popular. Those were po- like when I was in when I was in elementary school and like middle school. I would eat hot fries instead of hot Cheetos.
1: Anyways, three hundred episodes. Congratulations, gentlemen. Thank you. Appreciate and you. Maybe we'll have a uh, two more in us. Three hundred and two. Three
0: hundred and two. Yeah. Maybe and we'll see where it goes from there. Well, yeah, we'll get to six hundred. Changes are coming. Yeah. Um, I'm still a nerd. Yeah. Right. And in my nerdy more list. nerdy than you
1: were when you started.
0: Yeah, I yeah I've I've uh, I've become more nerdy than I because I I now have a Dungeons and Dragons group that I'm a part of.
1: If you had told me that you were playing Dungeons and Dragons in 30 years old, but I wasn't, yeah, <laughs> I, uh, I'd be surprised. Yeah,
2: yeah, that's that that one that one was a real curveball. Yeah, that one. That for was this one, yeah.
0: And every every now I look at him, I'm like nerd. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe once a month or every other month. Give you a swirly. I, uh, Jesus Christ I go with my In the friends 90s. I go with my friends to the Magic the Gathering shop on Monday nights because they do their Magic the Gathering night or as I like to call it the Virgin Convention hey man they're not all virgins they're all virgins one of them's Mary
1: <laughs> surprisingly he too yeah is a virgin <laughs> Immaculate Conception <laughs> surprisingly enough most people get that wrong the Immaculate Conception has nothing to do with Jesus the Immaculate Conception is Mary is Immaculately, con- immaculately Conceived he is, is the, called the Virgin Birth Oh. Yeah, so. Oh,
0: fair enough. I so know.
1: I used a misidentified mis- it oh. and then I corrected it.
0: Oh, nice.
2: Um, That's because nice because like, no one would have known that. No one would have yeah, known so. it, but I
1: wanted to point out that most people would have said Immaculate Conception and then I.
0: Mm. See? Mm, I guess. Brilliance it. to my teaching. True. I learned something. You did? Um, I First time in 300 episodes. You yeah. <laughs> know, <laughs> he used to give out big words every week. Motivation that for 300 you. more. Give <laughs> <Gave> me life. <laughs> uh, no okay yes we could do that but i also want to talk about stuff (laughs) that we like part of nerd culture because that's that's great to talk about on a nerd podcast what what are we talking about we're talking about captain marvel right came out last week okay did you guys happen to have a chance to see it i haven't had a chance yet okay uh i won't spoil it right because it's still within like the first week and i don't want to to do a full like analysis video um i will say this i felt like it was for what it was it was good right it was good it's an origin story so the best origin story of any of the marvel movies is iron man someone said they put it in the mid-tier yes mid-tier i I would put it right there so uh when i got home the other day my friends and i were debating about where it was some of them think it's like pretty bad and i was like no i I think it's right in the middle right Mm. not good not bad yeah it's like when you have like your marvel movies black panther civil war uh winter soldier uh, Avengers um, the end game yeah. I think those are the top four personally Right? Yeah. I, you disagree with the Captain America stuff but those are the top ones I think it's a better origin story than Ant-Man I think it was d- up there with like Thor 1 yep. and I also I think it's better than the Captain America the first Avenger right they they do a lot of like trying to like st- streamroll. What's what's the word I'm looking for when they're trying to do everything fast uh, stream roll Yeah, they're trying to stream roll Steam roll Steam roll Steam Steam roll Steam Steam roll Steam roll Okay steam, They're trying to steam roll her Because It's, <laughs> it's a moment when like, people not yeah. a seizure Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about Steam I, roll Okay They're trying to steam roll her because Endgame comes out in a month Or right? fast forward her Yeah God damn, stop it You're confusing me Comes out in a little over a month right? And she's gonna be a big part in it, so they needed to, to bring her out in her origins. I wish they would have brought this movie out a little bit earlier, mm. so they could have fleshed out the character better. But for what it was, I think it was a good movie. It played its part. I think if they do more Captain Marvels after this, it'll be better. The question is whether
1: people are, well, how comfortable people are going to be after Endgame. Yeah, that's the big thing. I think that's the big thing, right? Like, there is a, a little bit of fatigue setting in. Mm-hmm. And Endgame is either going to reset it all, Mm -hmm. or it's going to be the generation that grew up watching this stuff is done. Yeah. We've gotten conclusion. We feel good. We'll (laughs) still tune in every once in a while, but we're not going to follow it as religiously as we did. I
0: remember we spent the day, because when the first, I think the first Avengers came out while we were recording this I believe so. So we spent the whole day watching that. Yeah. Um, I think... Were we here for Dark Knight Rises too? I think so. Because like I remember, we yeah for the for Bane, right? Yeah, yeah we there. talked. We did. We yeah, talked maybe. about we that. We made a whole like day of it, right? I don't think I could do that anymore.
1: That's what I'm saying. I'm saying we're uh, how old we've gotten, how long we've been watching. We may be fatigued at this point. So I'm either Endgame is gonna recharge everybody, mm-hmm. or what I think is gonna happen is it's gonna give most people. Conclu- like a sense of satisfaction
2: yeah and then Catarsis. they very well could I think uh, you know obviously they they have Spider-Man and everything coming out so yeah. then like they're trying to maybe gear towards the next generation I think the next generation yeah. will
1: tune into the Spider-Mans and the Captain Marvels and they'll enjoy it and I think we will also watch those
0: movies yeah but not the same way we but did but not the yeah. same
1: way like we've been following it from Iron Man to here
0: yeah because yeah. yeah. right. I, I think I was in high school or just leaving high school when Iron Man came out. Right. So right. like
1: we've been following it all our all, all our adult lives.
0: hmm Yeah. So it's like what Harry Potter was to me as a kid. This is what the yeah. the, the, the so, MC And in the good.
1: same way, Harry Potter is like massively big for us when we were growing up. But the, the new ones we watch, but it's not like it's not the same. It's not the same. Like right?
0: we so we hope for it. But the thing right. is, there was more of a
1: break between there was. It, right? So I think the same a similar thing is gonna happen here with with Endgame. Captain Marvel and Endgame, and I think the trailer both excited me, but there was also part of me that watched it and goes,
0: "I'm okay with this ending." With uh, yeah, you um you said something because we were before V got here, you and I were watching the trailer mm-hmm. together, and um you made an interesting point. I always ab- make an interesting about point. about what happened in uh, Infinity War, mm-hmm. right? That I never caught to, because like I wasn't really thinking about it because it was, we all know what happened at the end of of uh, Infinity War, where like half the people go away and like. You see, like, Spider-Man and um, Scarlet Witch and, mm-hmm. like, the Guardians, most of the Guardians and, like, all these characters and Black Panther, they all disintegrate, yeah. right? I never put two and two together until you said something earlier. What I- did I say? You said they got us invested in all these new people yeah, yeah only yeah. to really kill them off, yeah, right? So you feel like when you said it, like, now it makes sense. They're leaving pretty much almost all of the original Avengers cast, right? Yeah. Because Hulk is still there. Thor is still there. Thor is still there. Uh, Cap's Star, still there. Yeah, Cap's still Tony Stark. Yeah, Black the, Widow. Uh, Legolas. Bonkeye.
1: They're all there. Yeah. And so I, my, the, my point of that being that there's no way that the characters that are dead are going to remain dead. These are all new characters that they just introduced to us. Yeah. So what we're, And there's no way that the old team is going to be the team going forward. So at the end of of Infinity War, just from basic logic of what the teams were at, we know that Endgame is about the end of the old Avengers and the return of these new groups. So we see at the kind of end of this trailer, the old Avengers assembled, Mm -hmm. right? That's an indication that may be their last rodeo, right? They are all get back together. We see clearly that Tony Stark makes it back to Earth, right? Uh, The only addition here is Ant-Man and Captain Marvel. Nebula. And Nebula. At the end of the day, what likely will happen is a reversal of some sort. Uh New teams are saved, and some of the old team gets sacrificed. Either sacrificed or retired. We are seeing the end of Iron Man and Captain America, I think. Those are the two in particular. That are going to go.
2: Yeah, and they're like the mainstays. They're like the yeah. tent poles, I think. I know of the, that uh... J-
1: Robert Downey Jr. hasn't signed on for any further ones. So I think is, Chris Evans this is been. the end, and Chris Evans hasn't either. So either the mantle will pass to somebody else, or this is the end for them.
2: Yeah, which I think honestly would. I mean, it would hurt them for a little while because they're so iconic in those roles yeah. that it would almost, you know, it's like fake Razor and fake Diesel, mm-hmm. right, in the in WWF in the 90s. Like, it's, a, it's just, yeah, technically they're wearing the same stuff, but they're just, it's just not the same, especially because we've established a relationship over the past 10 years yeah. plus with these characters, right? The only and
1: thing is, like, what else do you do with them?
2: Yeah, and I think that's is the, the it makes sense, right? Cuz it's like they had a whole thing where it's like they, they they talked about the story of them coming together and of course they're going to tell the story about them coming apart, right? right. And this is a, I think this is a perfect way to do it. You know, i um, Captain Marvel is uh, you know, it's it's crazy to th- And this is this is kind of this shows how cynical some of us could be um. People try to tank that movie, you know, they because do. because of the whole Brie Larson thing, right, and her talking about sure wanting more women and people of color doing the junkets and the press thing, and then uh, I actually because I, I I actually went on Yelp before the uh, not Yelp um what's the Rotten what's the tomatoes. movie Rotten Tomatoes out of has something to do with food but like it was uh, I went on there and people were they were tanking it because they called her a woman or a man hater and all this other crap like they were trying to tank it they didn't but
1: for a group of people that accuses other people of being snowflakes yeah there really is no more fragile creature than the white man. No. If you think of it, I mean, just the fact that she said, "I want the press jacket to be diverse," somehow means she's a man. I mean, that's. I mean, these are the same people that lost their shit over a Gillette commercial that said, "Don't be an asshole." Yeah. Don't yeah. be an asshole. If you're offended by "Don't be an asshole," then chances are you're in, you're taking it personally because you're an asshole. Yeah. But what's interesting, but you know, <laughs> politics aside here is that, I think that that they don't, they're in this kind of tough position. I don't know what else they can do with Iron Man and Captain America. So they have to... To get rid of them, yeah, it'll hurt them for a little while, but I think that's the the best decision. Otherwise, they end up in Wolverine territory. Yeah, right. So that, that's what happened with the X Men series. The X Men series had one connecting factor, and that was Wolverine. Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, and eventually, as great as people as he was, and as much as people liked him, it just the fatigue set in and got tired, and the story arcs got more and more contrived. Now they managed to res- like resurrect it slightly with the Wolverine. And yeah. with uh, Logan and Logan, the Wolverine was was quite interesting. That's the one where was in Japan, That's right? The one where yeah, in okay, Japan. Yeah. He kind of salvaged it from Wolverine Origins, yeah, which is terrible, just a, which a shit by show. By the way, yeah. is the Game of Thrones writer, yeah, David yeah. Weiss. Yeah. So uh, they managed to salvage it with the Wolverine, and they managed to salvage it with. Uh, Logan. Logan, and the, what it was, Logan. Logan was the goodbye, yeah, right. So I think this is the same thing here. they're going to give us a kind of Tony Stark, Captain America goodbye, and perhaps salvage to some extent Marvel if the, you don't sacrifice. If the gods don't get us if the nerd gods don't get a sacrifice, yeah, Marvel will get hurt.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm just. I'm the thinking. flood. The flood happens. The flood happens. Yeah, In yeah. order to,
1: to to keep away the flood, <laughs> you <laughs> must sacrifice Iron yeah. Man and Captain America.
0: Now, all that aside you brought up how people were trying to tank Captain Marvel because she asked for more diversity in the junket and stuff right yeah um, I don't know if you guys saw this today but no. they, they put out a new poster for Endgame right? oh I heard something but I didn't see it though so they put out a new poster for Endgame they had everyone on there like all the, they had everyone's names in the credits they were missing what name mm. guess whose name they were missing
1: I don't know Brie Larson no
0: I don't know they, they missed the one black woman's name
1: oh did they really yeah,
0: Danae uh, Gurria how'd they do that i don't know they but her name was missing from it so a bunch oh, of geez. people online were just like and and they put her name on there yeah, right yeah. and i'm like oh no we we her name was on there the whole time there must have been like a misprint or someone mm-hmm. messed it up but like we ask for diversity and it's oh you're asking for too much people get diversity but when they're putting out a fucking poster for it and they're naming all their stars even though she's on the fucking poster they forgot her name. They forgot her name, right? They have she Bradley did. Cooper's name on there. Rocket Raccoon. The fucking Raccoon. Yeah. Did yeah. they put? Uh, did they put Vin Diesel's name as uh, the voice of Groot? Probably. Is that a thing? No, they don't have Vin Diesel on there. But he's not in the poster. She is. Everyone that's on the poster is is in there for like the Marvel Studios one. Yeah. So like you'll see Robert Downey Jr., Chris Evans, Mark Ruffalo, Chris Hemsworth. Anyone that's on this poster, right? She's literally right there, and they forgot her name. Jesus they have to re-add her name on there Jesus yeah it's,
1: it's pretty shitty at the same time that Endgame is is coming out or the trailer is we also saw the trailer for Dark Phoenix in the past few weeks come out
2: yeah, that's true and not nearly as excited for is that a, to be honest the, with you
1: was, I mean you know kind of talking about Wolverine this is the connection I mean we see in you know we're worried about fatigue with the Marvel movies but we saw that with the
0: X-Men movies and we all watched the trailer what was your reaction um so here's my thing, right? I thought when they did First Class they were rebooting it, mm-hmm. right? And then they did uh, after First Class was Days of Future Past Days of Future Past which I guess they wanted to fucking which is alright Right. they wanted to bring the two together and then they did Apocalypse which is garbage and now they're doing Dark Phoenix the reason why they had to reboot the whole thing was because of Last Stand, right? The third one mm-hmm. and um Because they they fucking butchered the the Phoenix They uh, they butchered Phoenix's Origins and all that I think what they're trying to do is They're trying to Like I see this a lot in in Hollywood You're not building movies around The stories themselves Mm -hmm. But around the stars Oh yeah you see this X-Men in depth Yeah yeah, Yeah. definitely right So Mystique in the first three Yeah she was there But the story in
1: the originals was around
0: who uh logan yeah hugh yeah, jackman yeah. yeah
1: right and then hugh jackman is replaced by who jennifer lawrence jennifer lawrence is the new kind of central star
0: yeah right it's right. like but no first class wasn't about jennifer lawrence it was mostly about um about like magneto, magneto and, and, and uh, professor x, professor x. Yeah. yeah so michael fassbender and james um, mcavoy james mcavoy right i mean and then you went to days of future past which was more like Wolverine centric. Yeah. But Mystique played a big role in it because mm. that's when Jennifer Lawrence was. Getting You're starting it. to see this transition. Yeah. And then Apocalypse, she plays like a big focal point in it. Like she's got to be this hero that like saves everybody, basically. Yeah. yeah. Really, Mystique has not
2: really played much of that role in anything. And no. Up in, yeah, up until Jennifer Lawrence. She's just...
1: always been a villain or an anti hero, but never a hero. Well, that's, yeah. the,
0: that's the thing, right? Is. That's what Hollywood does, right? Their their focus is on... Casting on, big names. Yeah, because they want to make the most money, right? So, Dark Phoenix... Who's playing Phoenix? It's Sophie Turner. She's just going to be getting done with Game of Thrones when Dark Phoenix comes out, right? Mm-hmm. So, that should propel this movie because... Game of Thrones fans want to see Sophie Turner right Because yeah. they're a fan of hers same thing dude when they put The Rock on the fucking Mummy Scorpion King Yeah. I watched both the, the, the Scorpion King version of The Mummy and the Scorpion King movie because The Rock was in it because I'm a fan of, of, I was yeah. a fan of The Rock I was a kid right? and right. he was
2: literally in Mummy 2 for like 5 minutes Did
0: I, was I the only person who watched
1: Mummy 2 just because I liked The Mummy 2 no, I watched it for The Rock Aku yeah. Moshete that's a little
2: one line yeah. god yeah, you know, actually, yeah, like that's actually that that is very true. Also, because I mean, we see this with all movies, the comic book movies. Really, it's like they, uh, you know, they kind of play on the star power over mm-hmm. that. Definitely, I mean, even Robert Downey Jr. with Iron Man. It's like Tony mm-hmm. Stark. Really, we talked about this before. Tony Stark's character really isn't like that. And then they evolved Iron Man in print form mm-hmm. to be more like Robert Downey Jr. because of the success. Of, it's almost a weird pizza effect type thing, right? And they come that same light where it's like, well, he wasn't this character, but because it was so good, we've adopted it into into the way that we do things now. And it's just, it's just really interesting how that works. Yeah,
0: it's um, I don't know, man. Like for me, I I get it, right? At the end of the day, Hollywood's a business. You're trying to make the most money yeah. you can, yeah. right?
2: And these aren't exactly art house films either, though. You no, know, like true. they're not meant to be. Yeah,
0: but it's like they're not art house films, but they are films from comic books, right? So. As, like, a comic book fan or, like, as someone who grew up watching the X-Men TV show, which... It was, like, my favorite comic book cartoon TV show. That and Batman were my two favorites, right? (laughs) So, like, I remember Phoenix being out in space, right? Like, that was... That's how I recall it. I remember it was something that took over Gene. It wasn't just, like...
1: Well, it's, in, it's interesting because originally the first trailer seemed to indicate that they were not going that route Yeah, that they were going to go the route of Last Stand mm-hmm. and people were really frustrated with it but now there's an indication that maybe they're kind of merging the two that yeah she might have had some type of danger while she was younger that 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 You know Xavier blocked off, but that she also goes to space and experiences the Phoenix Force who possesses her. So it looks like they're trying to merge the two story arcs in some way, shape, or form.
2: Yeah, it is going to be in space because the premise is that the X Men are going out, like on a rescue mission in space, Uh and then like a solar flare,
0: like hits them or something. And then there's also
2: Jessica Chastain is playing, kind of a yet to be mentioned character who manipulates.
0: Wasn't she January? No, that was January Jones. January Jones played Emma Frost.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah, but Jessica Chastain is going to be... Um, and then this one is obviously...
1: Well, they don't know who her yeah. character is. Yeah,
2: yeah. it's yeah. she's supposed to be a shapeshifter or something yeah. that's supposed to Some manipulate the Phoenix Force.
1: believe that she might be a mix of Emma Frost and uh, Lalandra, maybe.
2: Yeah. You know, and that's like... that. It's uh, When you actually look at when they were developing The Last Stand... Um, Brian Like the The guy who wrote it Zach Penn Like had told Brian Singer It's like not to do The The space thing Because it's like We were We're not It's like The universe isn't Big enough yet To do space And then now that The universe has expanded They're much more open to it. But it's going to be, um, it's not Brian Singer who was involved in this project no. anyway. It's uh, Simon Kinberg, I think. Just real quick, wasn't it
0: Brett Ratner who did uh, Last Stand?
1: Yeah, Brett Ratner. It
2: was, yeah. Okay. Oh, um, when, it, when uh, I think Ryan Singer was uh, trying to adapt the screenplay though, because I think it started.
1: Okay, gotcha. Through him, yeah. Right.
2: But Clarification, was, I was confused.
1: Yeah. Uh, but now that they're merging the kind of story arcs, something within her, and also Phoenix Force. The question is, what was the point of the reboot in the first place? The X-Men trajectory is a bizarre one. The first one did... Relatively well because it was the first of its kind. It was yeah. still deeply flawed, and there's a lot of like really cringy moments about it. Right? Yeah, uh, what happens to a frog <laughs> when struck by lightning? Yeah, thing yeah. Happened, right, shitty stuff like that. Did she have an accent? She had an accent that that disappeared in the second one. Right? Yeah, and then in the second one we we're like, oh, I'm not so sure about this. And the second the, one was
0: the best of the original. Then
1: the third, you're like, oh, hell no! I know they really destroyed. They, they it. Really, what'd you do? And so they go. Okay, Brian Singer comes on. Uh, a thousand curses upon his his name. (laughs) Uh, um, He comes in And he reboots the series And X-Men First Class is great And you go, okay, here's a chance that you see
0: X-Men On a new light No, so Singer did the first two Ratner did the third And then they got a new director for First Class First
1: Class, right, whoever it was that that rebooted
0: it right? And And then Singer comes back on Yeah, for Days of Future Past And And from Days
1: of Future Past you start to go "Mm, Not so sure then you're definitely not sure with fucking Apocalypse what the hell I'm sure Ivan that it sucks Ivan Ooze shows up yeah Ivan Ooze shows up and now I think they're trying to redeem it but I'm wondering if if X-Men it's too late yeah oh it's, Matthew Vaughn did Matthew Vaughn first class yeah, yeah. yeah. You go, I wonder if it's too late at this point in time that the story arc has <coughs> become too jumbled they've done too much that the reboot didn't work mm-hmm. end it now give it a few years and then reboot it again
2: yeah I mean this is I we part of us is are so spoiled by the MCU because the MCU does cohesion really well yeah. right whereas this one it's, it's like you can't even follow the timeline because really.
1: Disney's mapped the shit out to the T right yeah people talk about like for example the consistency of MCU and Disney's like Robert Downey Jr.'s injury or, or Tony Stark's injury his shoulder They've yeah. constantly been playing this, like at literally every movie, little by little, developing a story there. The consistency of going, oh look, it's the same shoulder, right? Like, that's really well done. And I don't know if we saw that with X Men. So honest, to be honest with you, we saw the trailer. I didn't wasn't I wasn't too excited, even though X Men is my favorite comic book. Yeah. And comic book
0: adaptation. Yeah, I think for, I think mine as well. Yeah. Right?
1: So I'm not overly excited. Not
2: really, not for me either. And I honestly like I don't. Like I'm not sir I don't think Sophie Turner did a very good job in Apocalypse personally. You know, like it was kind of it was actually forgettable, it wasn't great. But like you know, she's She's like accomplished actor. She may, you know, and she's kind of the focal point, so we can kind of see how she ends up doing. You know, she may be very good in this. In this we don't know, but I even then, like I, the mystique like when I first saw Mystique in the trailer, I went, her, she looks completely different from well, what I remember. The, like the,
1: her skin paint is lighter and her hair is lighter. Yeah. The Mystique, even Jennifer Lawrence's Mystique, is a darker Mystique, really dark blue, almost midnight blue. Yeah. With really ruby red hair, and in this one. One, they've shortened her hair to kind of make it look, it's not slicked back in the same way yeah. as her all the time. Yeah. Uh, they've almost kind of gone back to a softer look like she was in the original uh, first class. Yeah. First class is a much softer look. And they've lightened all the colors.
2: Yeah, right? it just, it looks, it looks, uh, it was almost jarring. Because mm-hmm. like it looked child. like they didn't finish doing no. her makeup or something, but I guess you know I don't know I, I know I know she hates the makeup number yeah. one everyone does, like everyone who's ever been in that well, chair
1: it takes hours yeah it takes hours
2: you know and you can't move in it and you're just kind of stuck yeah. I, I don't know how they do it you know that's that's a rough I mean, one it's, but
0: it is a rough one well yeah. I yeah. mean Rebecca Romaine did it full body yeah <laughs> yeah well yeah I mean you know whereas I've uh, Jennifer Lawrence every time I've seen her as mystique. Is it's always been like the face and like the arms? Wasn't She's like, like wearing a, a an outfit. She's wearing yeah.
1: a uniter. Yeah, because yeah. well, R- R- Romaine was almost nude. Yeah, probably. she was, was practically. She was, yeah. bo- was. just body paint. Yeah. But uh, I think X Men uh, and Elite. The X Men grew up in this elite school, and this really was where I want to head to the end of the podcast. Right, it's, something happened in the college world that I think we should talk about. We've talked enough about the kind of comic books. Let's talk about something really fucked up. So, I don't know if you guys have been following along, but there was a massive college oh, yeah. <laughs> scandal mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That in which uh, Lori Laughlin and, uh, what's her face? Felicity, Felicity Huffman. Felicity yeah. Huffman both got caught. Uh, two famous names. I, I will say the coverage has been problematic, as if these two women were the only criminals. But yeah. There's other people involved. Anyway, Yeah. Like 50, I think. Yeah, they, They've been caught in which they were paying these college prep people... Uh, to basically change scores and and prep uh, for the examinations but also they were paying coaches who were or they were paying a guy who was paying a coach to get their children in on athletic scholarships basically the coaches have a, a bypass where they can check to go athlete and yeah. they bypasses them but the kids aren't athletes in any way she they photoshopped them they completely complete bullshit it was a complete scandal they've been paying hundreds of thousands of dollars to get their kids into the elite schools you know in the USC Harvard etc what's particularly alarming about this is first it reveals the depth of this kind of scandal right it's massive we're talking about we're talking about like a giant Case like Massachusetts was talking about. We're talking about tens, like dozens upon dozens of people got caught up on this. Lots of wealthy people, but also at the same time, that uh, the news media has been talking about Hoffman and and uh, and Laughlin as the kind of main perpetrators, not the guy who is actually taking the money and committing the criminal act. So yeah, they paid. (laughs) Right, but this is like this is like people getting busted on drug charges along with their drug dealer, but the dealer is somehow not in the story.
0: No, my favorite part of the story is um, the guy made the parents right take pictures of their kids like, hey, all right, make your kid look like he's running. Yeah. <laughs> so take a picture of your kid running and looking at the camera or looking away so he could photoshop their yeah. photo no, it, 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 a the, soccer it, player. The
1: scandal is bad. But the worst part about this is, is like as this was going down and parents were getting arrested. Laughlin's daughter, who's at USC by the way, a video of her was surfaced talking about how she doesn't want to even be in college. Olivia Jade. She's, oh, she's an influencer. She's an influencer who's a, say, like <clears throat> privileged embodied. body. Like, yeah. I don't really like college. I just like the parties. Yeah, she's so like I want to go for the parties, for the parties, and, the parties and, the and the
2: experience, the tailgating and yeah. all that shit.
1: Anyways, she was, while well, her mom was getting arrested, she apparently was on a yacht in the Bahamas Mm-hmm. The yacht was owned by the Board of Trustees of USC. Uh, of course. The president of it. I said that oh, completely fucked up. Yeah. My English failed me in a moment. The president of the Board of Trustees yacht, that's where she was at. Turns out she's really close friends with his daughter. Imagine yeah. that. Yeah. <laughs> what it's... the hell is going on? So,
2: you know what's crazy? is that, and you know, people, A lot of people don't realize this. Um, you know, she actually... Her first, she didn't go till a week after classes started, no. because she was in Fiji. Yeah. Um, also, and people don't realize, and this is, and this is what's annoying too, is the fact that um, someone in that stature, like the wealth feeds into the wealth, right? In this situation, especially, it's like she has sponsorships with like I think well she lost it now, but with yeah. Sephora, right? She but she has sponsorships with like Amazon Student, yeah. right? With Smile Direct Club. And all this other shit. So she's literally in her dorm room making money. Yeah. While she's not not even supposed to be there and she's making money from being in school. She's
1: got the wealth from her family and she's making money from the sponsorships while going to college and passing for no reason even though she doesn't want to. The idea that these kind of multi-billion dollar companies are reaching out to this teenage girl and helping her to get even wealthier than she is, it's just like the Kardashian or the Jenner girls. Oh, self-made millionaires. No, you're not a self-made millionaire. Billionaire. You're not a self-made billionaire if you're born on third base. no. Not, not first base, born on third base.
2: Yeah, you're like, you're right there anyway. You're already yeah.
1: there. Your family's already there. Her family's rich, and still, these people aren't reaching out to other people who are influencers. They happen to be wealthy people with a few exception.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, that's a whole other conversation about social media. But what's particularly frustrating about this, and I tweeted a joke about it, and I said, why didn't Huffman and Laughlin and do what normal rich people do? That yeah. is buy a building, right? yeah, right. Donate a building is as much as as fucked up and criminal as their activities were. Imagine how mediocre your kid has to be that you have to be criminal in order to get them into college you're already rich you've already created legacy children you've already yeah. built buildings but your kid is so fucking mediocre that you've yeah. got to actually go oh, i gotta be a criminal in order to get this person in
2: there is a whole system for you to do it where no one will question you yeah jared, jared kushner's family paid like two million dollars right away bush you know kushner like, trump yeah. All of them. Every single one of them paid their way into these schools with middling grades at best. Mm -hmm. You know, one of them who happens to be a president may very well be the dumbest
1: human being alive. You know? (laughs) Barry's dumbass got a D in meats. There's a class called meats. Like butcher shop stuff? Yeah, he got a D in it.
0: Yeah, he, uh, (laughs) he studied like it was some so agriculture stupid. and something or another no no yeah it wasn't even like eh, but yeah he got a D in meats uh, Donald Trump had a 1.8 GPA at Fordham
1: well we don't know exactly that That, that was a photoshop
0: oh was it yeah, oh. we don't know his actual report card. Okay. It's, it's actually lower <laughs> <laughs> okay look one of his professors did say
1: he was the dumbest person I've ever taught in my life
0: so forget Laughlin forget Huffman I want to talk to you guys about somebody else who's that I want to talk to you guys about Tanya McDowell uh, okay all right so Tanya McDowell is now in, is now in jail facing uh, a charge of first-degree larceny. Yep. You know what Tanya McDowell did? Mm-mm. Tanya McDowell lied. Right? She lied about where she lived so that her five-year-old could go to a better school outside of the district that they were supposed to because she felt he would have gotten a better education because it was a richer area. Tanya McDowell is a young black woman, mm-hmm. a young black mother. Right? Okay. So you have... Young people who are lying to get their kids better education, like in public schools. They're just lying about where they live so their kids can have access to the same shit that most middle class families have access for, right? They're going to jail for it.
1: Well here's the thing. That that is part of the the fundamental flaw in the education system that we tied education to land mm-hmm. right the property became a, a key component of what what the funding of education would be biggest mistake we ever made is is that right is is tying education to property so you ended i know plenty of people who did that i have i have distant friends and whatnot who in high school or whatnot moved but didn't want to give up their high school or who were in a particular and needed their kids to go to a better high school in order to get a better, and they would lie they'd be like oh my like son lives with his cousin or yeah. his aunt. We grew up with people, their, like, their that. Yeah. people yeah. like that. We grew up with yeah, and the, that's a sad, sad reality. But it's indicative of how flawed our system is. That some schools are good and some schools are bad, based on what? The amount of money of the people who live around it. Yeah, that's the public education system that's an entirely different system though than the university system the fact that the university system exists is meant to be a symbol of american meritocracy Mm -hmm. that anybody can experience the emancipatory potential of higher education you get your degree you get a good job everybody's told that why do immigrants emphasize education because it's part of that american motto right you get the education you get the job and we learned that you have, to, you have to scratch and claw your way to get in. And when you do get in, you get called out as a diversity entrance or whatnot. And then you find out that people who are less deserving of you in regards to merit yeah. get in because they are more deserving in regards to money. The thing that makes this so frustrating is that this story broke at the same time that people were getting their rejection letters from yeah. the Harvards and the Yales of the world.
0: Here's what pisses me off, right? There was that that girl in Texas, right? Yeah. Where school and it went all the way up to Scalia. Too, oh, the affirmative so action. The affirmative thing. action. Yeah, thing yeah, too. yeah. So, like, you you see, like, I'll I watch a lot of television, and I've been watching like a lot of like old television. Like, mm-hmm. I, I've been binge watching ER again. Great oh, show. Yeah, never yeah. watched it. Great show. Been been like, binge like watching. Like 20 years. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah. So. There's a, there's a doctor, Dr. Peter Benton, right? Mm-hmm. Peter Benton's a black surgeon, right? He tries to work, and then he's, he has a resident who's another black surgeon, and he's talking to this, to this black surgeon. He's like, are you riding me harder because I'm black? And he goes, when they see you, they don't see you as like a peer or an equal. You have to work twice as hard and be here twice as long and do twice as much work as everyone else because they see that you're only here because you're black. They think that you're just a statistic from the fill. So mm-hmm. we have to work twice as hard to prove that we actually belong yeah. here. To get yeah. half as much a lot of the time. Yeah, too. No, That's yeah. absolutely
1: true. Any Anyone who is a first-generation college student, anyone who is an immigrant, knows you have to work twice as hard to get halfway. You don't have the same... I'm telling you this as a person who teaches in higher education. I'm proud to be a product of the public school education and to teach continually in public schools, but I've also taught at private schools, and the difference is remarkable. Mm -hmm. That's not to say all the students in in private schools are are elite or privileged or whatnot, but there is a difference. When I walk into a classroom in a public school, people are stressed. People are working long hours. People have multiple jobs in order to afford to go to college. And when I go into a classroom in a private school, 90% of the kids are very comfortable Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that's not to say that they don't work hard That's not to say that they're they're not good students. They are they're brilliant and lovely students But they all also don't recognize the experience that that comes with wealth That it comforts you that it does privilege you and it's not just the kind of structural at the university level the people that do get into Harvard even if their parents don't donate, but they're wealthy they do so because they end up getting the tutors, mm-hmm. they end up getting the assistance that they need, they have the school materials, even simple things like they don't have to worry about where their next meal comes from. They don't experience hunger, they can study. It's yeah. a little harder to study if you can't afford to eat that day. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? Like These are things that we don't recognize how privilege affects education. But then on top of that, you now see these scandals which is an overt example of what is the reality. Donate a building. Come on in. Your father was a, a rich alumni. Come on in. The You're, meritocracy is a lie.
0: Yeah. And so I've been I've been following this online, right? Because today um, Sephora announced that they're no no longer going to sponsor Olivia Jade. Oh wow. Yeah. Lori She's gonna talking. be hurting
1: real bad now. Know, yeah.
0: Here's here's what pissed me off, right? A lot of people were like. Why should she have to pay for the sins of her of her parents? She's not paying for anybody's sins. No, because it's, it's she's paying for her own sins. Yeah. Her family got caught doing
1: this. She, I mean, the fact that she did know is bit beyond. Belief. Yeah, she's full of shit. But if she know. The fact that that I mean, it involved her being seen as an. I mean, come on, as yeah. an athlete, let's rate. Yeah, but even if she didn't know, right, what she's not understanding. Is that there is a structural injustice that's been done now? It's not about Olivia. That's a structural injustice, and that structure needs to be addressed. She took somebody's spot. Mm-hmm. The affirmative action kid didn't. She did. Yes. For whatever, I mean, the case that you're making here is that for whatever you believe about affirmative action, it is about addressing structural inequalities, about helping the people that get in don't get in because of their skin color or whatnot. They still get in because of their merit. Yes. Race and diversity is simply taken as one factor in order to address the fact. I work at the UC systems. I'm a PhD candidate at the UC systems. And I'll tell you that when we, or when California used to record uh, ethnicity, for their applicants, we had 3% black student population at a place like UCI, 3%. That is horrifyingly Mm -hmm. low. Mm
0: -hmm. But
1: then the California law passed that they would no longer record that. In other words, that affirmative action didn't play a role, like it was meant to be quote unquote colorblind. What did it end up doing? You have 1%, right? We have 0.5. I don't know what a 0.5 is. Jesus Christ. We percent We dropped from 3 to 0.5. That's not an accident. No, I don't think so. The black population didn't get worse. Actually, yeah. Yeah, applications yeah. increased. Yeah. More people are applying. More people of color are applying now than ever. Their quality, their their qualifications are higher, their merits are higher, their accolades are higher because it's more and more competitive. So those have all gone up, but somehow the percentage has gone down. That tells you exactly
0: everything you need to know about the structure. But the UC's got to make money. Well, let me ask you something, all right? While the black population has gone down at UCI, has the Chinese immigrant population gone up? The down?
1: international the inter- students have gone up, and they're mostly from affluent uh, families in China. And, and they're not Asian. This is very clear here. They're usually Chinese immigrants. Mm-hmm. Now, that's not the case all the way through. Plenty of brilliant whatnot. But there is a class difference between international students and students that are coming out of state, students that are coming up. We should be clear here that this isn't a call for xenophobia. No,
0: no, no. no. I'm not and saying And it's that. also
1: a very clear call that in reality, the greatest brain addition comes from the international community. Yeah. That's My, the truth. Uh, the, the, when it comes to, to innovation, research, development, the international community against American students, it's not even a contest. I'll, yeah, uh, yeah. I'll put it out there. But there is a class component here that we need to acknowledge.
0: Yeah. So that's what I'm saying, right? Because while you worked at UCI, right? I've worked very near to UCI and I've seen the some of the students that have come into UCI, right? Yeah. I've seen the ones that are there because of merit and I've seen the ones that are there because daddy paid for them to get yeah, in. Yeah,
1: paid their four years of tuition up front.
0: Yeah, in right. cash. Yeah. Right?
1: These are, this is the the point here being not that the U, that the UC's are evil. In fact, quite the opposite. The, I'm proud to be part of a system that is the last along with the Cal States, the last true public <laughs> School system. There's five public school systems that exist in California today. There's a couple of regional schools, right? Like the Georgia Techs of the world, mm-hmm. the, the, so, the, like, the Louisiana Techs. These are called regional schools. So like yeah. San Louis or Cal Poly. No no. no, no, no. There's five schools, five true public school systems: the Cal State system, the Texas A and M system, the Penn State system, the CUNY system, mm-hmm. and the Sunny system, right? Okay. And then the UC system is the kind of sixth, but UC now has more. More of its money comes from tuition than anything else. Which makes it... Not Technically not fully public. public. Okay. It's not publicly funded in the sense that they're getting a massive amounts of money from California. But they're still public. Okay, right? But finances are a bit of you. So you would say six, that's it. Okay. So I'm proud to be part of that six. But what this means is that as our funding and our structure and the meritocracy all comes... To, we all realize it's bullshit. There's a structural problem in our education system in which all the education mm-hmm. becomes concentrated amongst the wealthy elite. Mm-hmm. These schools that are desperate, the UC system only relies on international students because it's desperate. It needs the money. yeah, it's not getting it from California, it's not getting it from the federal government, etc. The more that they rely, on tuition, the more they rely on outside funding, on alumni, et cetera, the more and more the public universities start to disappear. They start to not have the same majors, they start to not have. What does this end up doing? That means that affordable, accessible education will disappear. The UCs, the Cal States, the Penn States, the Sunnies, the CUNYs, the Texas a they are a counter to the Harvards, the Stanfords, the Ivy Leagues. They're a counter to that. And when they're gone, I mean, then what you're left yeah. with is more cases of Hoffman and and whatever the fuck her name is. Laughlin. Laughlin and Hoffman.
2: Yeah. Well, it's great. You know, uh, Felicity, you know, uh, so that? they, you know, they they pay people to take the ACTs, the yeah. proctors, all that stuff. Felicity Hoffman's daughter uh, got a 1460. Apparently, or whoever took the damn test it, got like a 1460. Who graded it. Exactly, a, right?
0: 1600? Huh? Out of sixteen hundred. Yeah, sixteen hundred in SATs, right? I thought it was whatever it it is. I thought it was supposed to be twenty four hundred now. But I think I guess they changed it back. I remember when we were in high school it was sixteen hundred.
2: Yeah. I, I don't know now, but um you know, I'm actually looking I was reading a New York Times article today, and you know, this was this was from a little while ago, but they had talked about this was two years ago actually now, but just on this thing alone, they're talking about how the uh, the thirty eight colleges in the U S right had more students from the top one yeah. percent of income than the bottom sixty yes. percent. So people with making over six hundred six hundred k.
1: Yeah.
2: Right. Made up like twenty two percent of Washington University of St Louis, and then people who were making less than sixty five k made up like yeah. six so percent.
1: U C I is in the top. U uh, C I and U C L A are in the top percentage for low-income students oh, more shit. low-income students go to uci and ucla than all the ivy lees combined that makes sense right that's not it shouldn't make sense
0: no no. it, I, I, it I makes know. sense to you because you know
1: yeah but it shouldn't make sense that shouldn't be logical right yeah. and that's not to say that the the, the young minorities or people of color etc that have made it to the harvards and whatnot to the world although well, that that's a bad thing but those universities represent a structural problem you want to know my solution Break them the fuck up. Break them up? Take up take all the endowments, mm-hmm. billions of dollars from the Harvards and the Yales and the Stanfords. Break them up. Send them out to public universities. Why not? Public universities, that's it. Publicly funded, national public
0: universities, that's it. But that's the thing, because here, here's the, the major flaw in the university system. Is that it's run like a business...
1: Exactly.
0: And not as a place for people to get an education.
1: So long as it's run as a business, it'll cut costs. It'll put profit above everything else. Mm -hmm. And when it does that, it means the people who have money will yeah. matter more than everyone else.
2: I mean, imagine this, too. You know, I obviously, I know I know sports cause your brain to hurt a but... Don't you dare. It's March It's March Madness, the NCAA. It's literally slave labor. Oh, yeah. yeah. So the university... And the university, the coaches make tons of money off of it, while yeah. the people who are actually playing and putting their bodies on the line make nothing and are dead broke the whole time.
1: Let me also point yeah. out, and this is our final point before we end, the people who were perpetrating this were coaches themselves. Yeah. So the people who make the most money at universities outside the administration, Coaches, Mm -hmm. right, are also the people who are now part of this fucked up pay to play scheme. Those people. Maybe you should have put your money in the English department. (laughs) All right, that's it for today. It was an interesting podcast. Let us know what your thoughts are. Diz is going to let you know how you can get a hold of us.
0: Yeah, you want to give us, uh, you want to send us cookies and cakes? Just. You could find our address on Facebook, facebook.com slash currently nerdy. We're also on Twitter at currently nerdy, Instagram at currently nerdy, Tumblr currently nerdy.tumblr.com. YouTube. We just put out a new YouTube video, Game of Thrones religions based on history. So if you're interested in Game of Thrones, as most of you are who listen to this podcast, we did an interesting video about the religions of Game of Thrones and it's on YouTube. You go to youtube.com slash currently nerdy. You'll find it on there. Uh, We're on Stitcher, Google play and the iTunes podcast app. Please Rate, review, and subscribe. If you already subscribed, make your friends subscribe, listen to us. We've done 300 episodes. Help us get to 300 more. If you want to get a hold of us individually, you can. V, how can I get a hold of you?
2: Find me on Twitter and Instagram at VTRAN214. That's V Y T R A N214. Or on my website at uh, sandwichslayer.com or 7 You
1: can catch me on my website at AliAlomi.com or on Twitter and Instagram at A A O L O M I. Or you can check out the full and complete fourth season of Head on History on the podcast and Stitcher Radio. Not Stitcher Radio. Is this Stitcher Radio?
0: Yeah, are you on Stitcher? Or Google?
1: Not Google. Google Play. It's Google Play. I'm on something or another. You're on the podcast what? app. Podcast app and something else. Stitcher? It might be Stitcher. And Google Play. And Google Play. Check it out. On Head on, on t- History. <laughs> History. There you
0: go. Uh, you can find me everywhere at Dizbula. D-I-Z-B-U-L-L-A-H. I make it easy for you.
1: For everyone here at thank you for tuning in. And remember... Stay smart, sexy nerds.
0: And we love you and also all hail the current Nina DM player.